0: Welcome to the Inspiration to Grow podcast with me, Lisa Oberbichler, your host and personal growth strategist. This is the place to be to transform your thoughts and habits, tap into the superpower of mindset and become the best version of yourself. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome back to the Inspiration to Grow podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about some common limiting beliefs around making health and fitness changes and how we can powerfully reframe them. I'm also opening up on how fitness has given me new life. This past weekend was my birthday and I was very lucky to celebrate it with friends on their catamaran near the island of Grenada. It was epic and will go down as one of the more memorable ones for sure. But I got thinking about my birthday and all that I'm grateful for, and a very strong message came through to me. One that I would like to talk about today, and hopefully inspire you to make some changes like the ones I did. I'd like to preface this personal story by saying that I have always led a very active lifestyle. Hiking, biking, dressage riding, and competing with my horse. I've gone to the gym regularly. I've uh, skied in Austria with my husband. Power walking has always been one of my favorites. You know, I thrived and kept myself in good physical condition through sports of all kinds. However, things in my life started to go downhill about six or seven years ago. While our businesses my husband's and mine, were thriving and growing by leaps and bounds, my health was suffering. I found myself in a downward spiral and really couldn't seem to get my act together. Then one day, when I was on a power walk with some ladies, I experienced the most excruciating pain on my left side, in my groin and down my leg. And initially, I thought I had just pulled something. But after some rest, things got worse. During the next few months, my left leg started giving out on me. Suddenly and with no warning signs, I didn't even feel comfortable carrying around breakables anymore for fear of crumbling to the ground and shattering things. After a visit to my doctor and months of waiting to have an MRI done, he told me I needed a new hip. Well, I was speechless not expecting this diagnosis at the age of 50. He added that an operation wouldn't even be considered until I was 60. So I asked him, what am I supposed to do in the meantime? I've got 10 years of pain, discomfort, and uncertainty on my feet. Well, I received the standard answer from doctors in Canada, do whatever feels good and take pain meds to get through the rest what? That's all you've got for me? Well, I very quickly realized that I had to do my own research and find ways of helping myself to get through the next 10 years. So I made some significant changes to my nutrition, trying to eat more plant-based meals and to stay away from inflammation inducing foods. I threw away all my shoes and replaced them with footwear that offered suitable support. I tried to stay active, but by that I mean walking my dog and hiking on weekends. But the problem was that walking on paved roads aggravated the situation quite a bit. The years progressed and I made mild attempts at starting a workout routine. But every time I did, my body rebelled in the most ferocious way. My mind was willing to work out but my body wasn't. Pain was a condition I lived, I learned to live with. You know, I started to gain weight because of my lack of exercise and I started to indulge a bit too much in comfort foods to cheer me up and to dampen my depressive feelings. I could barely move and I couldn't exercise or remain active. I could only work at my office, at my desk, and enjoy food. That was it. The downward spiral just became worse. Then, during COVID, my body deteriorated even more. Now I had pain generating from my lower back, and it was so bad, I couldn't find any position that was comfortable. Even sleeping eluded me, and this made me very irritable. You know, the painful sensations from my back started to affect my good side as well. And within months, I couldn't get myself dressed. I lost my balance because my right side was numb and I was slipping more and more into a very depressive state. I hated my body. The only way I could make it through the day was with painkillers and the only way I could sleep was with sleep- sleeping pills. This situation unsettled me a lot as I'm not the kind of person to rely on medication to simply get through the day. I was very concerned and asked my doctor for further diagnostics. So x-rays showed that I needed both hips replaced now and that there were some issues affecting my lower back, but nothing definite was established. The only treatment I was suggested was, of course, more medication and physiotherapy. By now, my stomach was rebelling so much due to the various meds that I had to take. Needless to say, I was a mess, both mentally and physically, because I felt like I was living in someone else's body. Surely mine wouldn't be so full of pain and immobility. It was very, very hard to accept that I couldn't participate in all the activities I had once enjoyed so much. Finally, after insisting on an MRI, I find out I found out that there were serious issues in my lower back that would likely require surgery if physio couldn't help them. I also met with my orthopedic surgeon who told me both hips should be replaced as soon as possible. I couldn't believe it. I was looking at 3 surgeries if I wanted to have any relief and get back to normal even a normal mildly active lifestyle again and this really took the wind or the last bit of wind out of my sails. In the meantime my husband and I had gone through some pretty significant changes in our lives. We decided to sell our home and move into a smaller house closer to the hospital for me and my pending surgeries and we both left our jobs. My husband retired and I sold my business. At this time, I found myself faced with two choices. I could either stay sedentary on the couch in pain or I could be active but still in pain. And I chose the latter and I am so happy I did. I had reached such a low point and the surgeon just told me, yeah, do whatever you want. Your hips can't get any worse than they are now. So that's exactly what I did. Having moved to a new town full of fitness possibilities, I started swimming and attending Aquafit classes. I also took out a gym membership and began exercising. My bike and I got out to explore our new area, and I even signed up for a 30 kilometer bike race. It was very painful at first, but I, I did everything with caution and modifications. Soon I started to feel less pain and I found my mobility to be a bit better. I had seen my orthopedic surgeon in April, then again in July, and the last visit was in October. And at the initial visit, I could barely walk into his office. By October's visit, I could almost run the hallways of the hospital. And at that visit, I convinced him to let me wait indefinitely on scheduling the surgeries for my hips. He was astonished at how well I could move and the fact that I didn't need any medication to get through the day. What did I do to help myself? Well, I advocated for myself and no longer listened to what health professionals were telling me. Namely, they told me just to avoid pain and get through everything with pain meds. And that just wasn't working for me. It wasn't acceptable anymore. I started exercising religiously. I concentrated on shredding a few pounds and adapted my nutrition to be even healthier than it was before. And I'll tell you, exercising gave me back my life. I feel born again with a completely new body. And I see this as the greatest birthday gift ever. And This is the message that came through to me as a podcast episode. Give yourself the gift of exercise. But I I want to make it very clear and add a disclaimer that I am by no means giving or offering any medical advice here. If you find yourself in a similar, similar situation, be sure to consult your medical professional. So fast forward to today, I feel better than ever. I go swimming every day. I attend spin classes. I lift weights at the gym five to six times a week. I follow a simple nutrition plan that I put together myself, which has helped me lose several pounds to date. I have eliminated alcohol, sugar, white flour, fried and processed foods from my diet. But you know what the real needle mover was in all of this? exercising. It truly is a fact that movement is medicine. So you've heard my story of going from pain and immobility to thriving and enjoying life more or less pain-free. Exercise done consistently made all the difference for me. It restored my health and helped me love my body again. And I really want to drive the point home here that exercising should be part of everybody's day. It should be a non-negotiable. But far too often, I hear women express limiting beliefs around getting fit and working out. I'd like to address these limiting beliefs and help you reframe them, if this is the case for you. The first and probably most common belief regarding fitness and health-related changes is... I don't have the time to meal prep and stick to an exercise routine. So here's the powerful reframe. You have to see exercise, fitness and health as core components of routine self-maintenance, just like putting gas in your car. Then the game changes. Your car cannot run without gas, can it? So think of health and fitness as something that increases your brain power, energy levels, and creativity. Then they become a priority. Own the change you want to make and lock it in as a non-negotiable to your day's schedule. The ROI, meaning return on investment from exercising is immense. Look at my example. It gave me my life back and enabled me to have an active lifestyle again. That's priceless, if you ask me. Maintaining and improving your health and fitness levels must become a priority. Use it or lose it, as they say. Well, some some are going to ask me, how do, how do I find the time? You know, track how much time is spent on the various activities throughout the day. Then evaluate which tasks can be maybe reordered or batched eliminated or even delegated. Schedule in your fitness and health related tasks as what I call me time or tiger time and fiercely adhere to your plan. See it like a meeting with yourself. You have to view health and fitness as high ranking priorities that help you in all other areas of your life. And by reframing how you look at these things It will become a consistent item on your schedule, no matter how busy your days get. The second limiting belief is that because your previous efforts at a healthy fit lifestyle did not work, there is no use even trying again. So your powerful reframe here is that All your past experiences and attempts were merely opportunities to collect data, see them as such. And these will make you more powerful at devising your new health and fitness strategy going forward. And you could say to yourself, I use past experiences to guide me, but they don't define me. Having tried approaches and workouts that perhaps didn't work in the past, does not reflect on your worthiness or your ability to try a new approach. It is likely the case that methods used in the past were not adapted to your needs and that a brand new approach, of course, after the limiting beliefs are addressed, may work much better. And keep in mind, a one-size-fits-all approach to fitness and health generally doesn't work for most people. The third and final limiting belief that I'm going to address today is that people don't know where to start. Your reframe here is that when you actually begin, later or not at all, that will not offer any solutions to your problem of not knowing where to start. The internet and bookstores have tons of fitness plans, workouts, diets, and approaches to choose from. Your new line of thought could be, There are abundant options out there to choose from. However, I can find a way that resonates with me and my dietary needs. Now, before starting a diet, you should really consult your medical professional and seek guidance from a nutritionist. I don't want to recommend any specific diet plan or workout. I know what works for me, but everyone's physical condition is different and everyone's goals are different. Your best bet is to do your due diligence, do some research, do it well, and rely on qualified professionals to advise you best. Any long-term or lasting changes you want to implement and maintain around health and fitness will only work or truly stick after your limiting beliefs are addressed and when you have the right strategies in place to support your diet and exercise routines. I truly, truly, truly hope to have inspired you to get your health back by exercising regularly. It can start by just putting on your running shoes and going for a walk each day. Just do it. Thanks for tuning in and getting inspired. In case you haven't heard it yet today, let me be the first to tell you, you are amazing. You're capable and you're so full of potential. I believe in you. Now go out there and show the world what you are made of. Till next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's talk. Check out today's show notes for ways to connect with me and for additional weekly mindset hacks and tangible action steps. Click the link in the show notes to reach my website, inspiration to grow that's with the digit two. One more thing, if you enjoyed this podcast, tag me and share it in your Instagram or Facebook stories, or simply share it with a friend who might need a pep talk today. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast site, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcast, and this way you'll never miss an episode if you like paying it forward, please consider leaving a review. You'd help my podcast get prioritized and shared with other people who may need this message. I appreciate you and encourage you to make every day count.